0: Welcome to our episode of the or 10 Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will.
1: Welcome to September, everybody. And, uh, yeah, I just can't check it. Why is it 90 degrees in the beginning of September? Like, this past three days has been 90 degrees here on the East Coast. And, like, what? people go. And, again, the kids are going back to school. But, again, 90 degrees in September. What is this?
0: Yeah, also, it's 66 outside here in Illinois.
1: (laughs) Wow, good Um, for you, central areas.
0: (laughs) Hey, don't don't do that. Last week, we were roasting alive, and then Sunday, Monday was bad. Tuesday was better than yesterday. Things finally broke, and we've had a cool period ever since.
1: I mean, thankfully, by the time you're little to the East Coast, is finally getting a cool break, so thankfully for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, back from his hiatus is Skull Scott.
2: I am alive
0: tell the people where you were
2: i was enjoying my time at pax
1: <laughs> mm, 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 mm. and how you enjoy one. your time how you how was how PAX was it how was it
2: West. <laughs> there you go
0: <laughs>
2: when we get to the what we're playing i'll fair let enough. you know more. all right all right fair,
0: fair enough, enough. And also here, and apparently playing Baldur's Gate 3 as a notification just let me know, it's (laughs) Falco's. Hi. (laughs) Hi.
3: I'm trying to get my mods to work, okay? I downloaded a cute little dice mod, and I just want to see if it worked, if I actually did it right. I'm not playing it. I'm just testing it. (laughs) I'm just testing. I'm just testing. I'm just testing. Uh Baldur's Gate is for later when I get lonely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Get your Asterian fix.
3: No, no, no. Not him. Not him. He's kind of ugly. <laughs> Hot take. Um, Let me guess, Gale. Will. Gale.
1: Oh, Gale, Gale.
2: Gale,
0: oh.
3: Gale, mm-hmm. The relic-obsessed one. Mm-hmm.
0: Does, don't they have wind powers? Who, Gale? Yeah.
3: Yeah, he has, like, he has... Well, he's like a sorcerer, so he has, like, a mixture of different
0: magic type all of together. he's the sorcerer uh, <laughs> okay i was just wondering mm-hmm. because if he did have wind powers wouldn't that make him a gale force <laughs> 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 yeah. oh i'm sorry oh will did i just take the wind out of your sails oh, <laughs> oh, <yeah.
3: laughs> i think everybody else is just obsessed with other dude because he's a vampire
1: oh asterian everybody i mean again he's yeah he's asterian I, I, he's the type of the enemy <laughs> i mean he's a vampire again he's obviously um uh expressive yeah
0: just so you know faith i wouldn't be into that guy because as we all know vampires suck <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. there's only like one vampire i've ever liked out of like all of the vampire shows and movies
0: i'll bite no, oh, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> that was an intentional pun. That was an intentional <laughs> pun, but it was awesome nonetheless. All right, who is your fave et- vampire?
3: I would like to see if you can guess it honestly.
0: It better not be Twilight or I'm kicking If you, you say Twilight. It's not. Okay, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not, not. not. Okay. Uh Alucard. No. Okay. Uh okay, hold on. Live action or animated?
3: No, it's live action.
0: It's live action? Okay. I doubt it's just plain Dracula. That would be basic. Evil. No. No. Um, <laughs> you got to think of a hot guy. Oh, oh sure. Okay. Uh, is it from uh, the Vampire Diaries? Yes. Okay, uh, okay. 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 I don't remember their, their names, but it's one of the two main guys, obviously. hmm. Okay. So what's it name? depends
3: on if you're talking about the main series Here or the spinoffs.
0: <laughs> I said vampire diaries, not the originals. See, I know lore. Okay, okay. I'm
3: just making sure that you're I'm just making sure that you know your knowledge.
0: Yeah, I'm I used to watch this CW religiously for the superhero shows only. <laughs> um, oh, it's supernatural, obviously. But uh no, I don't remember the main guys the main two characters, sorry.
3: I like the, the damaged one, Damon Salvatore. Oh, ah. although I do have to admit, I almost made the switch when Stefan went through his whole Ripper thing, that was pretty hot, but at the same time, I liked Damon's whole like redemption trait, it was very nice. Mm. So, yeah,
0: uh huh. All right, vampire talk aside, <laughs> we do have a big show for you tonight, starting with What Have You Been Playing. <laughs> Uh, Scott, I'm actually going to let you go first because I want you to talk about your experiences with PAX West, please.
2: All righty. So
0: I played a lot of games at PAX West.
2: (laughs) Um, There's a lot of mostly indie developers there. There were a few non-indie developers like Nintendo because they're totally not indie. But uh, I didn't get to go to the Nintendo stuff because all their stuff was packed under the Nintendo Live. Um, showcase which was at PAX West but not at PAX West but I started playing Mirthwood which is a fun um, indie game that's gonna mix up that's a mix up of Fable and of The Sims you have a lot of like different conversation stuff you also have a lot of fun just like moods of characters and you have to figure out how to best help your adventurer not die and not just in the fights, but also in making sure he's fed, making sure that he doesn't get sleep deprived, and all that fun stuff, like kind of like real life, you know. Mm-hmm. I also played a bit of Sonic Frontiers because they were testing out some new controllers at the PD at a PDP booth. Mm-hmm. That was really fun to basically use the Sonic the Hedgehog controller to play Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> very fitting game to test the, game, the controllers on <laughs> they had a they had this big booth of where they showed off their new like realms controllers
1: uh, oh oh i think and I it, it, it's
2: like yet. their mix of like collectible because they have like collectible figurines inside the controller but it's also a usable controller you can actually play with they did remove at least for this initial launch the rumble feature so if you actually mm-hmm. do like your controllers the rumble then you have to wait for their next installation kind of a thing because they said they're going to work on finding a way to have the figurines as well as the rumble feature. But for those of you who don't know how controllers work, where your rumble feature is on the sides of your controller, where you hold it, that's where the rumble feature is. Um, that's where the figurines are at the Realms controller. So they had to get rid of the rumble to put the figurines in it. But the weird thing is how light it feels without the rumble stuff on the bottom. Like, it's super light, but it's still, like, pretty like hard but it's just hmm. like like you lift it and you're just like geez I- i've felt like i haven't f- had a control of this light since like the nes period." period
1: just... okay 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 another game that
2: i played was lords of the fallen that is uh, like a souls born kind of reboot of the first game of souls of the of lords of the fallen
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It I'm was aware
2: difficult. That Keith was, was interesting about it. Yeah, <laughs> Keith yeah. Keith was very interested in it. I was kind of not, but also was. So I decided to go anyways because Keith felt bad not being able to go. Um, it was fun. I wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it was, but it's also because they give you kind of a cool mechanic with something called the umbral, where when mm. your your person dies, they don't actually die; they turn into like an undead creature that you can still continue the fight, so that you have technically like two lives on a boss, which is actually really cool. The nice, problem, nice. though, is when you do turn into the Umbral um, mode, all the enemies of the map are now alerted to your presence, so good luck. <laughs> the longer you stay in one place, the more enemies will chase after you, basically. So you gotta find your way to get out of being an a, a Umbral, in your Umbral phase, which there are things all around the, the map that I played in that allowed you to go back to being non-Umbral, like going back to your normal human-ish form. <laughs> Which then makes it so they don't come after you, which is nice. But there are only there are some instances where you have to be an umbrella to go to like specific jumps and all that, which is cool. I'll be writing mostly about um, those kinds of features later on. So if you want more in depth with Lords of the Fallen, be sure to look at that. <laughs> um, another game that I was able to play was a game called Ever Deep Aurora which is kind of cool. It's like they, they makes like a platformer with like dig dug and then they gave you to be a cat. So it was really fun. You can look and find different ways to platform and you can dig different things to be able to then make better jumps or just get rid of jumps entirely um let's see i also played one of my favorite most anticipated games of next year coming out which is grand blue fantasy oh uh, yeah really yeah.
0: Th- this <laughs> one i know and i know you have been very excited for it <laughs> it was super like it was
2: so smooth play in the game like mm. i wasn't sure if they're gonna do more like janky rpg mechanics but it was like so many rpg stuff going on so much party mechanics going on you can do so much with jumping with actually doing like everything basically in the game. And I was only playing as one person. I was even I was debating on if I could go take another go at it, but I also didn't want to hog the station to myself.
1: Uh, yes you like, did. Don't like, lie. Like, <laughs> okay, I mean I if see. anything else like how was it in comparison like I don't know, like for example like Tales of a Rise like in terms. Like I, it I've seen some people
2: so but. good to play. I think Tales of a Rise is at like the the way that tells has been going with their combat is probably like the top tier of its combat
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm.
2: but i still feel like it's limited because of how much space is like put put in you with like the circle arena areas
1: uh, okay, okay okay okay
2: um grand blue fantasy you have no circle arenas you have the entire map to basically fight the enemy at um you also get incentivized for doing perfect dodges and perfect blocks And being able to not get hit basically gives you a lot more experience as well as helping your party members to also do extra hits. Because when all of you do like a combo together, you then get access to a move called like Link Attacks, Mm -hmm. which then makes you basically do another combo itself. And then also puts a bit of a stun on whatever enemy you're fighting, which is really nice. So you can literally stun giant attacks out from just using a Link Attack on them.
1: Uh, so something really akin, So something akin to like Final Fantasy 16 in in some yeah, sense. Yeah, it's
2: kinda of like Final Fantasy 16 actually had RPG mechanics. Mm, oh! okay, okay, okay. And party controls. <laughs> oh so honestly, this is gonna this is again gonna be undershadowed because nobody's gonna care about this game because it has like a seven-year development cycle.
1: It took a long time to develop. I even remember like, the initial review trailer. Yeah, it was like a long time ago.
2: I, yeah, I've been following this game for feels like forever. But I'm so happy that it actually has like an actual solid release date. Rather than just a maybe release time frame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> it's yep, coming
2: yep. out sometime 2022. It's coming out sometime 2023. Maybe at the end of 2023. No, we actually have a date this time. We have February. 2024. And I think that they're actually probably going to hit that date (laughs)
4: because
2: the build is extremely solid of what we played with it. Uh. So I think that it can actually hit the date if they continue with that. But they also it's cool because they let you choose a variety of characters when you start the demo that they let us they let me play. And so they have like a little thing of showing like ease of difficulty, which is just like how easy it is to play this character like from the startup because there's so many different types of battle styles
4: Mm-mm-mm.
2: depending on who you play as so i was choose i chose Lancelot because i'm a big fan of two swords i was debating on going uh with siegfried but siegfried was apparently the hardest character to play as and i didn't want to necessarily screw over everything by playing as a very difficult character then losing because i didn't know how to play him
1: <laughs> oh okay, okay so i chose
0: Lancelot, which was apparently a really good choice yeah good he has I, a bunch I... of sword attacks obviously <laughs> No kidding. Also, I approve of the dual swords approach. That is my favorite sword style, and I use it in as many of my fantasy characters as possible, including yes. a couple of my book characters.
2: So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a very good style. It's one of it's it's also like my favorite style too. Fighting mechanics is with two swords. Most of the characters that I make in like RPGs, if I have the option, I'll give them just two swords.
1: I'll always do a wheel, definitely always. Do <laughs> And also, there was also one other game that I think we both enjoyed, and that's at the Nippon ET Software uh, correct?
2: Yes! So my very first thing I did when I went to PAX West was go straight to the Disguise 7 booth to beat the boss and i decimated that boss
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah and so like, like i <laughs> saw like they even had like the, the pretty plushie as well like a, a nice little bun and a yeah even a photo booth up and i like what, what you sent us yeah uh, they,
2: they yeah. so this guy seven has this cool like jumbify mechanic where you make your character become the size of the stage but because they're the size of the stage they're no longer on the stage so they're like next to the stage and you can have them either like attack people on the stage, or you can make them attack bigger people who are also jumpified.
4: Mm-mm-mm. the best
2: way to fight jumpified characters are just to jumpify yourself because otherwise you're gonna have to somehow find a way to go to the other side of the map to fight that person
1: so basically dynamaxing of yeah
2: sense. <laughs> dynamaxing in disgaea basically
1: and, and actually a, a quick question because since you played disguise seven because like i played the six there was some things i i it was good but it has definitely had some improvement like for example the, the, the whole void in battlegrounds like in this one did it have like at least some effort in like in the design of the maps or, like, the, yes. the void in the backgrounds, have they improved upon that?
2: They, they did. Um, they also did a lot more with, I mean, obviously, this guy always does more with their throwing mechanics. So mm-hmm. they have some areas where you have to have at least, like, two people to throw the, the first person on top of another area. Or you can get onto, like, what's called the assembly and add your, like, add another level to your jump so that you can actually get ah, to yeah. higher levels yeah, yeah, yeah. so they okay, did a lot okay. more with their map design they did a lot more of like the like yeah they have the void even the item world isn't like nothing anymore so yeah, oh, good
1: good good that so there's that's a cool.
2: lot more effort in disgaea 7 i think they definitely took the criticism of disgaea 6 and made it like better <laughs>
1: good, good. Okay, and they so. also like
2: don't even introduce some of the things that made disguise 6 such an easy game until like later in the game like the auto battling function they also don't include like the uh the juice bar to like auto like destroy your enemies until much later. Yeah so they yeah that's you know that much they later. can. <laughs> so it makes it a lot easy well it makes it a lot more difficult but it makes it a lot more satisfying.
1: It, like you have to put in the effort instead. Yeah, of, like, you know, l- like letting let have auto battles like it sucks. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah.
2: Disgaea five was when they started doing easy, but because they actually had some really hard levels in Disgaea five, it didn't wasn't as bad. And then Disgaea six just came out; it's just like you could just one button everything.
1: Exactly, <laughs> that was my main problem. Like it, it's very casual; it's open to anybody. Anybody can get it, but the yeah. fact is like it's Disgaea just. Disgaea six
2: is the easiest game to get into because of that. But at the same time, Disgaea fans didn't like it because it was so. And that's easy why to I went on a reveal. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Disgaea seven's a lot better with that. I think they took the criticism well. Um, I also think it also played a role that they're trying to put everything on multi-platform when it releases. And it looks pretty solid. So I'm really happy with Disguise Seven. I think it's gonna go well. Plus, I think Fuji is just one of the best characters that they've had in a while. So. I mean, it's a
1: samurai. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, he's
2: a samurai honor. who hates honor. <laughs> in a land who in a land that wants more honor in it, and he's just like, screw that, I want money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, again, that's why I love up for this guy. Like the script is absolutely hilarious. I can't wait.
2: Yeah. So Disguise Seven is a is a good game, and I yes, I destroyed the boss. It was a great. It's a fun time, but it also felt bad because all the people who were trying to beat the boss and couldn't because they didn't understand the throw mechanic. So they just put all their people in one place just for them to die. Ah!
1: <laughs>
2: for those who are listening and want to get into Sky, learn the throw mechanic the best you can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you throw you casuals. your people
2: everywhere.
1: <laughs> you casuals, learn to throw. Like play the Sky one, then you know. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Let's see, so I also had a hand in looking at the Demon School game. Um, that's coming out soon-ish. That's a really—it's a very interesting one. Um, it's going to be a tactical. It's a—it's a kind of a spin on tactical RPGs, where they make it so that like you have like turns that you can basically do, like what you do is you have your character move, then you have another character move, and you can do like executions. So it's similar in the sense actually with Disgaea how like you know how when you, um, you. Ha- activate an ability, then you activate another ability and activate another ability, and then you like press the the start command and then all the abilities activate at the same time.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the
2: there, Demon yeah, School yeah. does that same thing, but it also does it in a way where it will like push enemies to different sides or sometimes it'll actually like have them react. But once everything is executed, if you don't like the like the way that it ended up, you can actually just cancel that execution and then redo it. The only time that the executions are like filled is when you actually just end the turn itself.
3: Oh. So you can basically
2: do a bunch of just like thought-provoking turns and see which one gives you the best route and then stick with that one. Or you can just redo the turn, basically, the full turn with all your characters and party members.
1: Oh. But
2: because of that, it also makes some things a little more difficult, which I think is good. I think tactical games shouldn't always have to be super accessible, especially if they want, like, developers wants to make it difficult. I think they're trying to be, like, the another, like, SMT, but also of tactical instead of just, like, turn-based. mm, mm, mm. so demon school will be an interesting one i will will be interesting to see how people like take how that works i can definitely see a lot of people are going to be super confused on how to like understand how turns actually operate because it's going to be something that people are not used to with seeing like let's say like a persona inspired Mm, game because you see most persona inspired games are more like visual aesthetics as well as turn-based this one is going to be tactical based and it doesn't have nearly the same aesthetics it has like its own different aesthetic going on which I think is fine. I think it's going to do well in the spaces that it, like that those kinds of games. Mm. The tactical game has a lot of thinking and strategy pro- to process into it. And it, it only and it's interesting because like you start off with like 3 HP so. <laughs> ah, okay. It's just okay. enemies do 1 to 2 HP so you can hit like twice total of each party member before they get in the gutter
1: oh, okay. so you
2: gotta you gotta really make sure that your people don't take hits
1: gotcha they gotcha. don't take hits
2: well
0: <laughs> all right let's, let's wrap this up scott we we got okay to talk about um i know curse you for playing so many games i know i've event. played a
2: lot of games at pax it was you great did. And I, and, I, I uh, recommend also, people going to PAX to play games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just of. a quick
1: question. Yes or no? Uh, have you played the Yakuza, uh, the man who lost his name? I did I know not you, get you, a you...
2: chance to go play Yakuza. The Sega booth was absolutely chock full of people. <laughs>
1: I imagine. And I imagine. basically, okay, okay.
2: Like, well, they, brought, they brought basically brought Yakuza and Persona. Uh, Persona ah. 5 Tactica. And I didn't get a chance to play either of them because of how just ah. chock full and busy my own schedule was. Because of media appointments and all that. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't get okay. to make an immediate appointment out with uh, Sega because they don't like me for some reason. <laughs> all, right, all right. But I did look and it does look fun. Um, it has a cool like it looks like it's like not really a return to form, but kind of like a change to form kind of a deal. Where they are, they know absolutely why people like the you games. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a very big cur you type game.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. I, I here's hoping to actually play it like New York Comic Con when it comes over. If they, mm. if they decide, to be yeah, I can't wait. To get
2: so over. I think it looked good when I saw it because I walked around the booth a few times, but I just saw people playing it. I didn't actually get to experience the feel of the game myself.
1: All right, cool. cool, cool that could cool, mean cool. something
2: completely different. But the only other game I would um, want, to, I'd say, I'd recommend would be the uh, the Silent Hope game. Um, we recently released a like a trailer slash our reactions to play in the game on our YouTube channel. But that's going to be coming out it soonish, too. Um, it's like a, you have a set. You, it's a one player game, but you have seven class, seven characters you can choose from. And after each just like floor of a dungeon, you can actually change that character to something someone else. And if you keep changing to different characters, they keep getting different buffs. So it just really incentivizes learning how to play all the characters so they get as many buffs as you can. Or you can just do the usual uh, one person one where you just choose like one person and just play that one person the whole time. You can just overlove that level or level them to kingdom come. It's another fun one I'd recommend. It has the same play style to like uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, except for the dumb crystal mechanics gone.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, good. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha but i guess that's
2: the i guess that's all the no, that's not all the games I play. that's all the notable ones
0: i guess i'll talk about
1: <laughs> so, yeah yeah, we
0: gotta move on for example faith has not said in a single word during your entire pax let's <laughs> feel, so i feel it's only appropriate that we let her go next
3: i didn't say anything because i was listening
0: <laughs> sure jan i mean faith
3: <laughs> that's the way that you be polite and have manners todd
0: <laughs> it's a podcast date. You're supposed to have interaction,
3: <laughs> interaction, and um, reaction. Um, really, I've only played two games, Pokemon and Boulder's Gate. I'm trying to to get mods to work in Boulder's Gate because, you know, I'm I I'm addicted to TikTok. And every time I get on TikTok, I see these people that have, like, these beautiful characters. And I'm like, where do you even get this stuff? And it's, like, all mods. And I start looking at mods. I'm like, all oh, of this stuff is so freaking cool. But also, Boulder's Gate is one of the hardest, like, hardest games that I've had to mod. Because, you know, I'm used to sitting over here with, like, Sims mods and little Minecraft mods. Where, you know, oh, I'm just going to drag it over here in this folder. Bam, there it is. No, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm still... On the hunt for the shinies, Prigatito. I haven't got it in it yet, so I'm still, <laughs> I'm still hunting. We're not even into 200 yet, so we're gonna be hunting for a while. 200 <laughs> resets
1: and eggs Jeez. and
3: <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and yet you've been getting shinies in Pokemon Sleep, which is like, I can't believe how you get shinies in Pokemon. I Di
2: didn't know they even had shinies in Pokemon Sleep until I like, look at your post, so it was just like. <laughs> That makes me mad. No.
4: <laughs> yes, same here.
3: <laughs> and then I got a shiny in Pokemon Go the other day. She did. I got, yeah, yeah, I got a little pony. It's Good so cute.
2: Larry and Ponyta. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and then uh, you have a, a certain review coming up, Faith.
3: Uh oh, yeah, I'm gonna be reviewing the um DLC, and I'm excited about that. I uh, hope to. I meant the one that's scheduled. <laughs> oh, you mean the one that skits? I I'm, I'm doing too much, guys. I'm doing too much. I know. But yeah. Don't you have several of Um, but yeah, and then I have my review for the Pokémon Go plus plus button coming out. Um and how it changed my life. So you're going to have to read that tomorrow. <laughs> Technically, it's going to be today though when the podcast is out. So
1: I All mean, right, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I mean, again, the fact you have Pikachu say, uh, saying "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" is probably enough of a plus already.
3: I know it's so cute, and also, um, I mentioned this in my review. It's so cute because, like, there was I usually have my bedtime set for like two o'clock, and I like try to go to bed like at one, one thirty, and you know, it it does its normal little Pikachu, and then he does like his little song or whatever. But then, like, there was one night that I went to bed like at like four o'clock because like some <laughs> stuff happened or whatnot, and I was just up late and you hit the button and it's like he sounds sleepy and is so cute oh okay and, and then here's and hoping he that the, play, he, the, the
1: the the pokemon go plus plus goes goes on on a sale because it sounds pretty good it's actually something nice happen again i have 60 bucks like is 60 70 bucks at, the, at that price point it's like eh, a little bit too much
3: yeah and i do believe that they're coming out with an android version i believe because apparently the one I have is only for iOS, which I didn't know. Hmm. But apparently if you look on Amazon at the listings, there's literally one for iOS. And then people are noticing that there's one like coming out for Android, apparently. I did not know that. No kidding. Huh. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, again, definitely look out for her uh, scheduled review of the Pokemon Go Plus Ultra. I mean, uh, Plus Ultra, Plus Knuckles. Plus, uh, I mean, you know what I mean. So many pluses. And yet no minuses. Oh! All right, uh will how about you
1: well like for me i actually have like basically on the backdrop but for one i actually have also like you. Todd last week uh finished up the dlc for uh the UV DLC of intermission and yeah just like uh, right now at the moment yes like you i saw the like the extra ending of course where we're going to zach and all that and of course the the, the theories that happen afterwards so I can understand regarding to, like, what will be, like, the premise, like, well, try to understand, like, the premise of what's going to be in Rebirth. And, uh, basically thinking about if want to go for full- the full completion is, again, try the hard, the hard difficulty as well uh-huh. as facing off against, uh, Weiss, uh, if I want to go back. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Weiss.
0: <laughs> no, Pass! Like pass. I'm not going to do, no, like i no pass. Like I'm not going to do it, Will. I'm not going to go into hard mode. Deal. <laughs> listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth.
1: Uh, nobody understands the words coming out of your mouth. So, uh, <laughs> but, no, listen, uh, nobody
3: understands the words coming out of your mouth. Man, finish it. Do your job. So... Yeah, you know, this was last podcast when I told you you gotta talk slower.
1: but yeah so the aside from that also of course naturally the the new season of Splatoon 3 is currently out right now i'm currently at us like uh at the catalog of like level 10 or 14 right now because one yeah this past weekend we had the big run and uh yeah the big run oh boy the bar is only getting higher and higher and the fact that the top five percent you need to get a hundred and fifty-five, I believe, a hundred fifty-one uh, golden eggs to reach the top five percent. Is just like, yeah. Um, also, uh, listeners out there, a fourth opportunity on big run. If you ever want to like get a lot of eggs, uh, don't shoot the little guys that carry the eggs for you. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> like the fact that you go like, go all the way. Like no, let them come to us. Don't don't make it any big difficult. You want to go to. Do- Want to play smart? By always let them do the work for you. Don't want to carry one by one each and every single time. Work smarter. Uh, but yeah, but thankfully I had a a, a freelance team that actually helped me got to 166 uh, golden eggs. So yeah, I was in the top five percent. So thank thank you team. Thank you for that uh so yeah and of course naturally with um the so spat that's coming up this weekend but we'll get to that in our main events but also of course uh naturally as well um we also have the update in the final heroes with a small little Tempest trial which is the the wind tribe uh, of fates and again we have a wind tribe claude uh dagger uh catria yeah catria and a dual kagetal which is eh, not bad not not a, a banner you want to pull at the moment right now because we'll be getting a real Armed uh, uh spoilers uh i think Taranda or is that T- Mer- one, one of the dog um, dog uh fairies which is yeah apparently is the the, the void eater i don't know it, the story is is confusing as you know when fire on heroes but i digress <laughs> so uh at, at the moment right now is yeah so yeah getting ready for continuous platoon three and i know i need to get back on backlog yada yada, yada same old same old and yeah just continue on the, my gotcha games so overall yeah that's what i've been doing
0: and I'll keep this quick, because we honestly do need to get to news. I have only been playing uh, Fire Emblem Heroes because of the Tempest Trial, among other things, obviously. Uh, not a fan of the new banner, but whatever. And then uh, I finally got back into Persona 4 Golden, mm-hmm, and I just mm-hmm. beat the Naoto dungeon. And,
1: Ooh. huh! You didn't realize.
0: Naoto's a <laughs> that was impressive. I will admit I did not see that twist coming. <laughs> <laughs> good twist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, there were there were there hints, maybe a little like a, like reflecting. It, it, it There were moments where it was kind of obvious, I suppose, if you knew what to look for. But I didn't know what to look for. All right, like I didn't like Naruto when I first saw them and like it's like oh this guy's just a stuck-up rat blah 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 you know kid even i, I was with a dojima like oh great kid detective that makes so much sense you know but uh that they they uh she has a very tragic story and it's funny when her voice cracks when she's like <laughs> embarrassed or whatever and uh, but i'm also not going to forgive this game for still being so incredibly childish at times because uh naota decides spoilers probably like what 20 year old game uh she says hey we probably should go all get checkups at the doctor Oh, that to, part <laughs> yeah you see if like if the the uh the television world has affected us which I, you know i actually thought that was really clever because you, you don't know you know and they wanted to observe teddy too which for, frankly teddy needs observation for an entirely different reason but i digress and so they're like they do like full examinations and everybody's fine, but they can't figure out what, what Teddy really is, which you know that, is, that that honestly makes sense given that he was a being from a television world-ish thing. And then Teddy, being the idiot that he is, decides, "Hey, let's I'll just tell what everybody's like stats are." And of course that gets uh, Yosuke going, "Hey, why don't you just tell us all the girls' measurements?" And Rei not only admits her bust size when she is a sixteen-year-old girl, uh, but she looks at No Toes and actually goes, "Wait a minute, that can't be right." And I'm like, really? Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. And yep. I know exactly what they were implying, okay? Like, it's not that hard to make a guess, because there's only one thing that would get Reset to react like that. But, uh, yeah, like, that scene could just, you know, burn. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but uh, hope- But next week will be the Pokemon DLC, as uh, Faith mentioned. And I'm also getting a code for Starfield for our boss, Keith. He just has to open his collector's edition. Waiting, Keith! waiting <laughs> i don't even know if my pc can play it, i'm just being honest and todd howard said why don't you just go upgrade your pc i'm like no todd howard so
2: that's it's, not um, how optimization works exactly <laughs> hey
0: and if, if if it's that easy why don't you just buy me a new pc todd howard i mean we are Todd's after all should we look after one another <laughs> so uh but yeah good times all around uh we'll just see how things go in the days to come and with that we will now go to the news because uh, oh wait, hold on! I'm getting a premonition. Oh dear, we did start that late, didn't we? So that has—I guess—that means that Faith has to drop out. I'm so sorry, Faith.
3: No, it's okay. I actually need to handle something early. Ouch. So, yeah. That's okay. But I've had fun. I know. And and I—I I only ask one thing of you guys. Here we go. I ask that you please mention. Are you—are you, are you going to guess what I'm going to ask?
1: Uh, I, no. I guess it starts with a P and ends with an N.
0: I was going to say it starts with a P and ends with a T.
3: <laughs> Close, but I think y'all should talk about what's happening with Disney's Rat Valley this week.
0: Oh. Okay, that is. <laughs> they okay.
3: haven't had an update in so long, that's why. Well,
0: they just celebrated their anniversary, actually. And they're mm-hmm. offering some free stuff to players, so definitely go and check that out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, mm-hmm. have a good one. Okay, today.
3: y'all are going to do great. We know.
0: Bye-bye. User disconnected from your channel. So yeah, Disney Dream Valley, it's a thing. Go and do it or not. I don't care. Moving on. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of news to talk about. So, it's time to go down the war pipe. And first, easily, 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 the biggest piece of news of the week, for me at least. Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Yeah, we're going to go right into it. Uh, A.G. Numa himself was doing an interview with Famitsu and he noted that there are no plans for DLC content for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is, of course, a direct contrast to what happened with Breath of the Wild, where it had not one but two DLC packs with the Master Quest and the Champions Ballad. And he said, I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically he said that they have done everything that they felt they can do and wanted to do with this world and due to that they're just going to move on so the implication is that they're already sussing out ideas for the next zelda game whatever that may be
1: <laughs> yeah like when i heard this news it's just kind of funny on one hand i mean i'm kind of sad they won't have dlc but just because like again it feels like there could be uh, more but like uh, but we get it like yeah like is that but on the other hand, as well, I, it's it's almost to the point that it's kind of sad that we have been so conditioned. We expect games to have DLC come <laughs> after post release, and yeah. like we we like we saw like oh it's it's not a base game. We it's not a complete game. We want to have more DLC. Like, but no, this is a complete game, as Adrian was said. <laughs> and so it's kind of sad when you think about it. like yeah, we want DLC, but it's a complete game. You don't need it. You don't need it. Move on. <laughs>
2: Okay, we'll get all the epilogue stuff in Hyrule Warriors 3. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not mad at this, because, for the record, Tears of the Kingdom really was a complete game. It that is, game.
1: it is. I feel that like
0: it is. Yeah, I mean, yes. Is there something you probably could add? Sure, like what? Remember with, with the Breath of the Wild, you know, the Master Quest Trials, you know, that was cool, but it was not like the most necessary thing, and
1: it was it was like kind of hard just for the sake of again Eternal
2: Master It was Master for those hardcore players.
0: Yeah and and then the, the champions ballad you know that was nice but i never actually got around to playing it and i guess i didn't really miss anything so. it, it was
1: okay again, again you get you get a motorcycle you get extend you get to see the the champions once again a little bit more i mean fine just a little minor story addition so but yeah. arguably may not be needed yeah
0: yeah so you know in essence they didn't really need anything and they had the option they decided not to that is their choice they instead wanted to make a complete main campaign and side quests and all that which is great so they're done awesome now on to the next one which means if we take this at face value they've already got a head start on what might come next which will be for the next console which is (laughs) what we're talking about next
1: segway
0: segway (laughs) this is why i'm the host all right so once again unbelievably uncontrollably we have even more Nintendo Switch successor rumors. It's—I'm not gonna lie, guys. I am really getting annoyed by this. Uh,
1: I'm getting like like Switch rumors and the multi, multi grinding every single week. It's every like every single
0: week. Like, and here's really, the thing. now. A I'll be fair. I will be fair. One of these rumors, I totally believe, because it makes sense given the context and the setting. The other one, I do not buy for a single second for multiple reasons that I will get to. So let's start with the the one I do believe. The big report going around uh, today or yesterday was that Nintendo was showing off the Nintendo Switch Two, let's just call it that, uh, or the Nintendo Switch successor, to various gaming developers at Gamescom. Why do I believe in this? Well, this is the kind of show you would do it at. Like they showed, they have shown off multiple consoles at events like E3. We we have reports of that. We have confirmation of that. Um, we actually saw uh, they done that with, with games in the past like with pikmin 3 and 4 and uh, uh skyward sword you know they show off things ahead of time before there's ever official announcements and of course it gets leaked and then we have to deal with it but that that i believe that i totally believe that they have shown off just to say like hey this is coming next year and there were reports that uh, certain companies like uh i think it was atlas and sega maybe capcom are going to try and jump in on the console earlier this year instead of waiting like what they did with the switch and that way they can get, you know, more games early, potentially more profits, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so that one I'm fine with. Totally believable. The other rumors have been going around is that uh, the Switch successor is going to have graphics akin to the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. They Nintendo showed this off via a, quote, improved visual version of Breath of the Wild. I'll, do we really need to explain why that doesn't make sense? Um, <laughs> and and a potential launch title for the Switch successor is going to be Final Fantasy VII Remake.
1: Yeah, this one's a bit far fetched, granted. Ooh. I mean, I, I would like it to be as powerful as a PS5, no doubt about that. I mean, that we kind of have one with the Rally and uh, and um, the uh, Steam Steam Deck and all that, but. Yeah, it's definitely on the far-fetched side, if anything else. I mean, I'd like to see it. So,
2: It doesn't help that when I was looking at this rumor, they kept interchanging PS4 Pro graphics with PS5 graphics. (laughs) And there's so many just like, what did this
0: rumor even try to mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, look, I know that we're all wanting this. Right, we, we all want, like, even like, no joke. Faith earlier today on the Discord was like, "I, I can't wait for." Oh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> I can't wait for this new console. I'm already saving up my, my money so I can get it day one because I refuse to, like, search for a year to find a PS5 like I did before. So you know, I, I can't wait for this. I need it, Todd. I need it. <laughs> I know, so gifted am I? But uh, you know, we're, she's not wrong. We all want it. We all want information on it whatever it is but that's the problem we don't know what it is and all these dumb rumors because remember this year last week or the week before that that the rumor was that it would have uh graphics akin to the ps4 or the xbox one which would still be good graphics obviously but not ps5 xbox series x level and now they're saying oh no no no, it's gonna be ps5 x- xbox series x level it's gonna be have final fantasy 7 remake and blah 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 uh-huh sure and, and you got get God of War on there too. Yeah! Right? <laughs> and hey, I hear I hear Halo is a day one. Easy. You
1: know? <laughs> well that what well, online destruction? Oh, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So why not? But uh do not believe this. Do not believe do not believe these rumors until until Nintendo confirms it. Because they're the ones who know. They are the only ones who really know. And again, I totally believe that they were showing off dev kits of, of the Switch successor at Gamescom. I totally believe that. That makes all the sense in the world. And I have no doubt that there are people out there, which uh, which is another report from a few weeks back, that they already have dev kits. Because, of course, they should. Because Nintendo is going to want as many good games within that first year as possible to not just launch the console off right but to do what they did in 2017 because remember that was a killer year
4: mm-hmm. first and
0: third party killer year they're gonna want that again yes. they, they gotta lure people away from the switch and say hey here's the new thing go try that okay? yeah 100%. Again, Some, there are definitely developers in the wild that have a dev kit yes 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 so anyway do not believe what you read until it's confirmed by nintendo Okay? Or it sounds just so plausible that it's believable like the Gamescom dev kit situation, all right? I'm just I'm just saying. Please. And, I'm, and for all of you spreading these rumors, stop it! I am tired of coming up or waking up every day, and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, here's a new rumor. Oh, this is what they're gonna do. Oh, this is what they're gonna do. This is what they're gonna do. Shut up!
1: I mean, that's also to the bad, like, I, while we're on the topic of rumors, the fact that like, even people saying, like, oh, we're expecting to get another Nintendo Direct sometime, sometime very soon this month is like, okay.
0: Yeah. That That's the other rumor going around, like, oh, we're gonna get one soon. I'm like, I'm not saying that's impossible, but until Nintendo itself says it, I don't believe you.
1: And wait until like tomorrow when this podcast gets launched. Like, oh, we're having a new, a new, the um, rec on Monday or Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we're just gonna randomly pull a direct on Sunday.
2: <laughs>
0: so, yeah. All right. All right. Next up, yes, we're stepping away from this stuff. Deal with it. Uh, F Zero. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're hitting all the great ones today, aren't we? One there, day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the I, this, I have to thank Will for this one. Uh, the creator of Yakuza.
1: For, well, yeah, creator. Well, he's no longer part of the real capital school he left, uh with his own company. But yeah, the creator of Yakuza. Sorry, just want to put that fact there. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I don't know why we needed to have that, because all I said was the creator of Yakuza, which he is so i digress will dang you uh but yes the creator of yakuza uh what's his name oh yeah toshi toshihiro nagoshi sorry if i butchered that uh also worked on f-zero believe it or not he worked on f-zero gx which is the last console title uh for the franchise and he like so many others has said that he would be up for going back and making the uh bringing back the franchise he said quote this is a very nostalgic game title for me and that was when i learned how to create a high quality game to satisfy a fan base i learned a lot and if there was a chance i wouldn't mind working on it again and quote okay we've, i know we've talked about this a lot okay <laughs> I mean it. but when you have a, a bunch of people industry veterans who keep popping up and saying hey you know if they ever continued with F Zero, I wouldn't mind coming back and work on it. That should be your hint. To give them the play game.
1: <laughs> Nintendo, just give a give them a budget. Add a tag. It's
0: like seriously. Okay, if it was like one guy, you know, like we all we all know like those things, like like that one fan, right? Like oh yeah, like that guy doesn't like this game or that guy wants that game. We should listen to him. No, this is multiple people, industry legends, industry experience, working with Nintendo, working with Sega, working with all these other companies, and they're saying hey we're totally up for bringing back F-Zero. We just, You just got to get Nintendo to do it. Do it, Nintendo! <laughs> okay? Like, seriously. You gave Metroid to Mercury Steam. That worked out great. Like, no joke. That worked out great. Uh, You gave Donkey Kong to Retro, and they made two amazing titles. Should have been three, but I digress. <laughs> uh, there are others out there who would totally work on F-Zero, and you should let them. And they go, oh, but it's not as good as Mario Kart's next festival as Mario Kart. It's been literally 19 years since the last, the last F-Zero game came out. There's enough of a gap for people to say, hey, maybe, uh, maybe I should try this F-Zero title. It looks interesting. You know, not unlike what you did with Kid Icarus, which we don't know why that didn't get a sequel. You know, you've had gaps and then you brought franchises back. This is the time to do it with F-Zero. Period. mm mm I mean I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, uh he's gonna send the Yakuza after them if they don't do it. But I mean I, I hear he is like a dragon. Oh <laughs> yeah. Deal with it, Will. <laughs> Deal with it. All right. Uh next up we have all right, just a brief one. Uh Pokemon Paldea wins. The new spin-off anime series just debuted on YouTube. And while it's not as uh, how should I say it's nicely? I don't think it was as good as Twilight Wings. All right, all right, all right. Just personal opinion. But uh, it was cool to see certain things, uh, including Nimona in live action. Which yep. I know, I know yep. we're going to get her in, her in her horizons, but it was just great seeing her because she's this fun character. And seeing Arvin, that was a nice uh, little mm-hmm, touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, seeing how the seeing them reference the Treasure Hunt, among other things. Uh, I'm curious where this is going to go. I wasn't a fan of the... Th- the three main characters but that's just me the the kid in the glasses with the quaxley was so annoying like,
4: <laughs> he's, like, he's like
0: all up in your face and i'm like i'm just gonna smack that kid like uh, o'Hara was nice i liked her she was nice um the other guy with the the, the Miascarada. Mas- mas- mascara thank you um uh i i had Skella dirge for the win for the record uh, <laughs> but like she was he was okay that was no he was all right but We'll see. Again, it's only first episode. But the animation was beautiful.
1: Oh, I mean, for sure, for sure, for sure. And again, yeah. Let's uh, also not forget about Pinkerton. Like when they showed her, <laughs> <up>, like, <laughs> oh, oh, like his eyes was like spark. Like
0: oh, carbonite. Let me kill it. It's like, it's like I need it. I need it. Like that. That that was, that was really funny. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, good times. Good times, but yeah, that was a that was, it was a fun little intro. That's what matters, honestly. And if it ke- keeps going good, then awesome. I'm sure I'm sure people are just going to enjoy it in general. So we'll see. But if you haven't seen it yet, we have it's up on the YouTube, or it's, we have the the page up on our Outer Haven. So go check that out. All right, next up we have. Okay, this one's like a multi-tier thing. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, it, it had a... Uh, if you haven't seen... There was a Treehouse session during Nintendo Live, which was the same time as PAX West. They did a 20-minute gameplay session. I only I only stumbled across it by accident because watching another YouTube video at the time and then it just popped up. I'm like, okay, so if you want to see like 20 minutes of gameplay with the Nintendo Treehouse Live crew, we have that up on the website. Go check that out. Um, Nintendo has confirmed that they will not, N-O-T, not, not, uh, reveal the new voice actor for Mario until after the game releases, so you just need to go check the credits if you're gonna um, uh, find out who Mario is. I think the reason they're doing this is because of the love of Charles Martinet, and they probably don't want this person to get stalked to death. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. like, and also, like, because of NDA, because- NDA most likely. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I mean, I guess they do like to not reveal their voice cast until later, but I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. I
1: mean, again, this is the most prolific yeah. icon of gaming industry, so yeah, obviously want to get Mario. that. At- <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll give you that one. So you know, it's it's uh, it's complicated, but uh, again, that that game's coming out October twentieth, so be on the be on, be ready for that. And then, side side to Mario himself, Charles Martinet uh he and uh shigeru miyamoto did a special video to highlight the new role of mario ambassador that he is and him officially saying goodbye um but that's actually not what i want to talk about ladies and gentlemen What i want to talk about is that during a panel over the weekend before this video came out even charles Martinet said i have no idea what a mario ambassador does and that we'll have to learn together as it comes out how is that possible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what was what was the steps okay like what was the steps to them saying, okay we want to have charles martinez step back but we want to keep with the company let's just call him the mario ambassador and like not have a plan seriously
1: okay. it, it's definitely wondering like especially now with, with the, the state that the the, the uh, va industry especially with the strike and all that i'm sure there's definitely a lot of things but the I mean, when Charles Monterey said that at a Classicon, I believe that was a convention, said, like, I don't even know what a Maori ambassador is, but we'll learn together. It's like, uh, what? The, like, the, the company that made you, you helped them, they don't, they couldn't give you the specific of what a Maori ambassador okay. is, is, like, okay. And afterwards, today, when we finally get that uh, video, video presentation with Shigeru Miyamoto, it's like, I'm, like, yeah, I'm gonna be now... It didn't really explain much as well, no, but didn't. basically saying that like, he's
2: gonna go to all the conventions he already goes to.
1: Yeah, so basically <laughs> advertising as the OG Mario. So like, so in a way, yes, he's gonna be no since he's no longer actively gonna be voicing the games anymore in auditions. He's gonna be traveling the world, like bringing smiles to the fans, which on one hand, great because I can hopefully see him in at, at, at our local uh, conventions, hopefully again, but on the, again, on the other hand, he's no longer Mario and we want more Mario in the games, but again, he's now officially stepped down. So give and take, give and take, but it, you just, we basically don't know what it is. It's, like, the fact that he is now become like the, um, the, 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 walking advertisement for Mario as the OG. So, yeah, it's just kind of strange how the, the role of Mario Ambassador is. A, I mean, uh, not to be offensive, but a little slightly patronizing to uh, Charles Martinez or how Nintendo's treating it, but I digress. I don't know.
0: And clearly, I, I mean, part of this had to be uh, Martinez's choice. I mean, he had to both agree to step back and agree to this role. So clearly he has faith in them in some capacity, even if we don't have all the details. But the fact that we they've been like, okay it wasn't just miyamoto and Martinet. the nintendo president of america doug bowser like was sidestepping what actually means to be a mario ambassador he was just saying like oh yeah well martine has been working on us for years you want to keep him going around and talking about mario and blah 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 uh so it's just really confusing
1: Mm -hmm. okay them. But uh, but thankfully we in the, in the video presentation we also had like some good heart heart moments again the fact that when uh Mar- Martine got the role back in 1991 yeah 1996 I, yeah 19, around that period. when was Mars before I think 1994 1996 around that time period yeah. and yeah like when um uh, Martine first met Shigeru Miyamoto apparently he was Martine was so tall he almost bumped his head in a restaurant in Kyoto and of course naturally just um. We know that Martin calls Shigeru Miyamoto Papa. Which is again it, it it's just uh, it's so wholesome. It's so wholesome. Yeah.
0: So lots of confusion. Who knows what's gonna happen next, but we'll 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 just deal with it.
1: And I just want to say, uh, read Pop, new new com code, anime if you get Charles Martini into your convention, pay top dollar. I don't care what you have to pay, <laughs> pay top dollar to bring the voice of Mario into our local conventions, please. Yeah. Pay Actually, pay his respect.
0: Actually that is an excellent segue, Will, because another topic that I actually forgot to type in our chat is E three.
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. So release got... tiers here.
0: Yeah, release tiers here. <laughs> so here's here's the update on that. Uh there is no scheduled E3 for next year as of yet. But and but apparently in twenty twenty five there is going to be a reboot, revamp, whatever you want to call it. Gee, whenever when we've heard that before. Also, ReadPop... But only the past, like, five years. <laughs> I, I was very forward to this year. Because, remember, Pop had come in to try and organize a new E3, like they have done for the numerous big Comic-Cons all over the, uh, the country, including uh, C2E2, New York Comic-Con, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they have now broken off from the project. So they are now no longer heading up E3 with whatever it is going to be into the future. And I think that's a serious loss for them because it wasn't mm. their fault that everyone, you know, flaked on them. That was the game developers. That wasn't them. So now you have to wonder if e three three will ever come back, and if if so, will it even be something that we want to take part of?
1: <laughs> and of course, naturally, in good old fashioned Jeff Keeley, like took the opportunity as like, oh, reminder that Game Summer Game Fest is coming up next year. <laughs> it's like he will, like he does not. Give two blanks about it. Like he will kick the body. Literally, like, oh, opportunity. Great. Don't hit the horse that's already dead. I will hit this horse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh this is why Joff Keely is evil. Let's just let's just acknowledge. Okay. All right. There there is evil in the world, and his name is Jock Keely. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but wait a minute. What about people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk? Okay, look. There gentlemen... could be more than one evil oh, in the world. That, that's <laughs> true. There are there are levels of evil, all right? Like those guys are like greedy evil. You know, they have all the money and they don't want to give it to anybody else all right joff keely is the evil where he's going to smile all the time and make you think that he's a good guy all the while slowly stabbing people in the back and doing things for his own benefit that is the evil that is joff keely all right oh i'm going to make a game awards show surely this won't be self-ingratiating at all and i get to boast about my relationships with the various game developers kojima that i that i know and everything and oh we totally support game developers and blah 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 blah. oh hey here's a new game trailer for you yeah (laughs) oh yeah he deserves everything that happens to him, including those people coming up and saying that Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. You deserve <laughs> that, Jafkele. He deserves
1: it. And just waiting till uh, again the next event, like somebody's gonna sc- try to uh, stage stage it right again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with E3 in the future. Maybe there won't be a future. Who knows? But I do think that losing Reed Pop was a big deal. That's just me. Yes, I think so too. Thank you all right next up we have uh let's let's talk yeah let's talk about this we have todd howard now todd's obviously been busy with starfield because it just officially released recently uh and i remember how i said that officially because it, it was on early access but it just came out officially on the sixth and he had a, a talk about console exclusivity and its importance especially with starfield and he noted that because it's only on xbox and sorry, PC. They could work hard to j- make just those versions have it optimized, which I know you have thoughts on, Scott, and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And then he noted there's a there's a bright side to exclusivity because when you think of Zelda, you think of Nintendo consoles, and there's a benefit to that. So I I'm fascinated by the fact that he's using Nintendo as a reference here, especially since Xbox and Sony couldn't admit that Nintendo wasn't a rival to them <laughs> in court.
2: They're not a rival, but
0: <laughs> but they, they do have good ideas on exclusivity. So, so what 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 do you guys think?
2: I just don't think it was that good of a thing to bring up, especially because Bethesda, for the longest time, has been mainly a PC company that ports the console. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, them trying to be like, oh, now we're an Xbox console, mainly one. And it's just like, you never worked. <laughs> you never
1: worked. <laughs> when people exactly. look at
2: Starfield, they're not going to be thinking of Xbox, they're going to be thinking of PC
1: yeah like todd look you made fallout great you made like other series that probably good grade, but again your track record your company's history so many bugs and that horrible launch of 76 it's just yeah buddy um yeah yeah,
2: yeah. plus uh, it sounds like them focusing on the xbox seem to have hurt their pc uh, players
0: mm. uh, hey for the record, yes, Nintendo does have a certain let's call it name recognition when it comes to their exclusivity. Because they have like they do have a thousand percent the greatest gaming IP library out there. Period. End of story. Microsoft Microsoft, and Sony can buy all the ones they want They're, It's going to take them a while to get to the level of Nintendo and that's just fact Get
2: your own Mario, <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <besides laughs> it's, Mario it's,
0: it's Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Pokemon Smash Brothers, Mario Kart Fire Emblem, Pikmin, Animal Crossing Star Fox uh, uh, Did I said Donkey Kong already? Uh, uh, Advance Wars that just came back and so on and so forth You can keep going because that's how deep Nintendo is and that's not even including the third party exclusives that they've had in the past so that's what they are. They And because they are exclusive to Nintendo, they work extremely hard to ensure that everything is quality, which is something that even Bethesda can't fully say because <laughs> they have made buggy messes of games they <laughs> It's just It's just their community is so used to it that they'll laugh at the idea of a black backwards-flying dragon versus saying, like, oh, this is so broken, they won't care. So, just saying. Uh, all right, moving on. Also, Todd, keep doing good work because, you know, Todd's got to stick together. (laughs) Uh, All right. Detective Pikachu Returns. So this is an interesting one because the director behind the game has been doing a lot of interviews like the last day or so. And he said some interesting things about it. Uh, For example, he noted that if he had a choice of who to give a uh, like a prequel or a spinoff game to, he would want to make a Detective (laughs) Pichu <laughs> Not lying. Um Detective Pichu because he modeled Detective Pikachu after an, an adult, which is why he's, you know, talks the way he does, drinks coffee, etcetera, et cetera. And then for Detective Pikachu, Pichu, he would be able to like model it off of a kid.
2: Detective Coden. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh uh, yeah.
0: So uh I don't know. I don't know how to take that. I'm pretty sure Pichu is not as beloved as Detective Pikachu for various reasons, especially Smash Brothers reasons. (laughs) But uh, he sucks. He damages himself. How am I supposed to use this? Uh, But, yeah, that is definitely a thought, I suppose. But then again, I guess I didn't expect, I do not think anyone expected Detective Pikachu in the first place. So I certainly didn't. I didn't even play the first game, nor have I watched the movie. You're welcome. Uh, also, he noted that unlike the movie, there is not currently a plan for a conclusive ending. the The Pikachu Detective Pikachu movie had a very conclusive ending, but uh, the games obviously are a lot more ambiguous, and they have uh, multiple entries going. Plus, there is a tease for a potential third entry should this one do well. Yeah. He goes, quote, for Detective Pikachu Returns, there is a nice cutoff point with Tim and Detective Pikachu's story, but there is a desire to grow Detective Pikachu's story. We're hoping that there's some continuation. Make that as you will. And then finally, and this is just one that I appreciate on a it's called it a gamer level, okay? You might if you watch the original trailer for Detective Pikachu Returns, uh, you'll notice that there's a lot more Pokemon, a lot more for the later generations, because of timing and all that. But of course, with a game like this, you can't you can't just throw everyone in there and believe that they'll live in a city like Rhyme City. So, how do they choose the Pokemon that get into the game? Well, there's two reasons. There's two ways. The first way is they look at the city and they go, "What Pokemon can reasonably be there and doing like an activity?" whether it be working whether it be playing interacting with the humans etc cetera, et cetera, and i like that 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 makes sense and we've seen that in the mainline pokemon games like with um, machop to machamp doing construction work and girder and like those little like uh, the other reason is that it's their favorite pokemon they just want to put it in ah! <laughs> yeah, like the director knows that he likes dogs so he wanted to make sure that Growlithe was in there <laughs> Yes, I know D- Growlithe isn't like your typical dog, but like good boy. <laughs> yeah, I've always liked Growlithe, so it's nice to know that even as adults they like nerd out. Oh, but this is my favorite Pokemon! I, I just be totally gotta have it in there. So and I would you know be- they're having fun. Yeah, I would be like, mm-hmm. I-, I would be like, hey, we need to have Ampharos because i would be like a perfect night watchman with a glowing tail and everything. Like, come on! <laughs> so uh, that game's coming out October sixth. So we're less than a month away from that. So that'll be interesting to see how that does. Uh, I think it'll be a hit, and if if no other reason, because of the movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think honestly, a misstep by them, if you will, was not getting a port of the original Detective Pikachu onto the Switch. Yeah, they decided yes. to
1: make it like a bundle of one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's what they did with Bayonetta, so you know maybe there is still hope. But especially after the Detective Pikachu movie, like that would have been a big step you know get them excited for a potential sequel but you know there's still time i guess <laughs> all right uh okay i meant to mention this one earlier but i guess i'll get to it now uh there are some new nintendo switch bundles coming out on october 6th as well there is going to be a uh what was it oh yeah animal crossing there's gonna be one for uh the nook sons so not their evil father uh and then there's gonna be one for isabel so go and enjoy that and then what was the other one? Uh, was it? We talked about the Mario one last week. So What was the other one? Uh, Mario
1: Kart 8 Deluxe, The Animal Crossing. Oh, that was um... it.
0: Mario, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, right? There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a Switch bundle with Ni- Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and a three month pass to Nintendo Switch Online. So, and then for the Animal Crossing ones, those are only going to be Nintendo Switch Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, I, I don't mind them doing these bundles. I mean, why not at this point? Obviously, the Animal Crossing one has Animal Crossing New Horizons within it. So <laughs> you're going to get the consoles. You're going to get the game. You're going to get Nintendo Switch Online. Good times for a good price. Yeah, just
1: bundle uh, like, a, a, like a three month or even a year of Nintendo Switch Online because I think that's currently at the best rate, the value of all subscriptions right now. So by all means, Nintendo, put it a year, you'll have good sale.
0: Pretty much. All right. Next up, okay, this is a story that I know many people will appreciate. Um. The uh, the creative director of Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, uh, has made it very clear that he not only wants Rayman to return, he wants Rayman to be in other franchises as well. He was talking with, and I kid you not, Walmart Canada Gaming. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. It just feels so random. And it went, apparently, we have a few followers who want, to... oh, sorry. Uh, he said, of course, I would love to see Rayman in Super Smash Brothers. Of course. And why not Rayman in Mario Kart? But you need to convince Nintendo, not me.
1: <laughs> I mean, of course. it's not
0: wrong. Of course. Of course. Uh, Rayman, I definitely feel could be in Smash Brothers. I mean, especially with his, you know, detachable limbs that he could do because you know they're not attached to his body
1: i mean i remember even like the grinch the, well grinch legs as well as the altar Art. like yeah people wanted Rayman to be in the roster for so long just because again he's one of, like one of the few original um uh, like the the booming of icons back in the day like from Rayman to spiral to ratchet clank i mean those days like everyone and everyone's trying to make icons and raymond was definitely part of that in that rush group
0: I mean, Rayman is, as I noted, I think as starting in, yeah, uh, Wii U and 3DS version, Smash Bros. has become not just a a fighting game. It's a fighting game, people. uh, But it's a celebration of gaming generations.
4: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, All mm -hmm. the icons they
0: had, you know, Pac-Man, Mega Man, Sora, the Belmonts, Bayonetta, Snake, Sonic, all of them. They're all icons in their own way, shape, or form, and have had an impact on the industry. And Rayman's had an impact. All right, Daddy did. Daddy did, Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was he was Ubisoft's icon for so long, and then the rabbits came along and <laughs> <laughs> took over. Yes. Stupid rabbits. Um, but even with uh, even with his, you know, kind of setting sun as the uh, Phantom has said in the game, which again, the Rayman DLC is out now. Uh, Rayman still has much to offer. He just needs a chance, and if you put him in Smash Brothers, that'll help. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and think of it this way: Captain Falcon hasn't had a game in 19 years, and he's still in Smash Brothers. So right,
1: Rayman, like the Smash Brothers, uh, boom, the uh, yeah, bumps, yeah. It's just like again, put him in Smash Brothers, and people people will follow. Again, with we'll Fire Emblem, with Zero to heck, even like other games that. Characters that have been put in Smash Brothers, They got the extra bumped, uh, advertising bump to like, oh, maybe we should give this game another chance. Like, yeah, give their series a chance again. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, look, there are people who absolutely want Rayman and Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. Sure, why not? I mean, they've done some crossovers before with like Legend of Zelda, with Splatoon, with Animal Crossing, uh, and they, since they absolutely have uh, a good rapport with Ubisoft, why not?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm Alright. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So just say. Why not?
1: Yeah, it's be Ubisoft. Give, them,
0: give them <laughs> the give the Rayman a chance. They,
1: I know you love the Rabbits, but again, you you got you they had their moment the sun. It's time to give them a, give the OG a chance. Yeah.
0: So uh finally, and this is another thing from the uh, Nintendo of America president, uh Dan Bowser, he said that Nintendo currently is undergoing a, a banner year not just in gaming but in their other elements and I totally understand that because gaming wise they're crushing it like full yes. on they are, they are they are crushing it um I mean just tears of the kingdom alone is enough to make this a banner year but then you add in you know uh fire emblem engage you add in pikmin which we still don't have numbers on i am stunned we don't have numbers on that yet yeah Um, i mean we know it's crushing it in japan it probably will get a million there on its own but uh I, i don't know why we're not getting more um and then the other first-party titles and third-party titles that have released this year. But he also noted that there's the opening of Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios in Hollywood, easy for me to say. And he <laughs> announced up the Florida branch, which will come eventually. And there's the Super Mario Brothers movie, which has, again, grossed $1.3 billion. Um, then there's the Nintendo Live event that we just had. Uh, the Nintendo Switch has crossed 130 million units sold. We still got big games coming out the rest of the year. I mean, this is absolutely an uh, all-encompassing, really good year for Nintendo.
1: Mm -mm -mm. Mm-mm-mm. Again, we're uh, we're not finished yet because, again, I'm still waiting for that Super Mario RPG, exactly. Yes, please.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely waiting for Mario RPG. And if there is a Nintendo Direct coming soon, I would be stunned if we didn't have uh, at least a new glimpse at that game for one reason or another. Because uh, mm-hmm. even though it's a remake and you know, most people know about it, you, you still need to see it, you know.
1: <laughs> and if there's anything new added to it, it's like again, with yeah, we like okay, we love the OG, but surely they add that's a new extra to it, right? Right.
0: So, I, I'm i'm that is absolutely the game that uh I'm looking forward to the most the rest of the year. I mean, Wonder mm. will probably be really, really good. But uh, RPG was a very special game, and even though, ironically, I never beat it once I actually got it, uh, I, I do want to give it another chance. And mm-hmm,
1: especially, mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm.
0: It, I, I feel this will be like a like a Final Fantasy VII remake kind of situation.
1: Pretty much, pretty much, yes. Yeah, yes.
0: where you know it's you're gonna get like the best version of it because it's in modern graphics and such. So. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. All right. Last, but certainly not least. Splatfest! Yes! Uh, Yes. So, yes, we're now heading into our main event because it is the Splatfest weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And Uh, it is
1: also the one-year anniversary of the release of Splatoon 3 as well.
0: Nice. Nice. But, uh, yes, happy one-year anniversary to Splatoon and all that it has done. Uh, Again, massive million-seller super hit in Japan like Japan can't get enough of this <laughs> I mean you can't predict Japan I've I've noted that many times on the show but the way they've been like drawn to Splatoon 3 it's I don't get it but hey
1: it's... it is the best competitive game if anything is I'm sure you could talk about Apex you could talk about uh, Call of Duty but when it comes to Splatoon yeah it is Japan's multiplayer competitive like you even and yeah, I believe in pack as well. They actually have the, tor- the invitational tournament, which the, I think the winning team will be going to I, the Japan for that championship, if I recall correctly, Scott. And yeah. um, yeah, just it, it's just crazy. And of course, again, Nintendo of America, can you please bring in the concerts? I want to see Deep Cut, and I know they will be having a Deep Cut a concert soon, if I recall correctly, as well. Yes, please.
0: So Uh, but yes, because the new Splatfest that we're getting this weekend is as our title of this episode joked, a deep cut. (laughs) Yes, because it is Team Shiver versus Team Fry versus Team Big Man. And who should be the leader of Deep Cut? Uh huh. (laughs) So we're gonna make our choices and do our best to stick with our side through to the end because it's time. To settle it and splat. All right. So, typically, usually, consistently. This is where we would each know that, you know, we're all on on different sides and we would, like, bash one another as we would state why one is better than the other. But much like a certain other Splatfest, and and ones in the past before Scott's time, we are not going to do that at all, okay? (laughs) Because we are all on Team Shiver and we refuse to budge. Yes. Mm -hmm,
4: mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a situation, gentlemen, where when we look at the opposition and they go, we are Team Fry and Team Big Man, and you need to move. We will look back and go, no, you move. (laughs) Peggy Carter reference. You're welcome. God bless Peggy. Sharon, not so much. Like, how do they screw that up in the MCU? Never mind, that's another story entirely. <laughs> I seriously want to do a podcast or a, or a special episode of, of one of our shows called How Did the MCU Screw This Up? Because, oh, do I have a list. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Hashtag ghost Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut Rules. Uh, not all one hashtag. That could be two hashtags. Anyway. But, uh, yes, we are all on Team Shiver, which I'm not surprised by. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. And uh, so we will be... Banding together to defend our, how do we want to define Shiver? Like our shark gal. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I was the sure, leader again. Cut? She, no. she is. Yeah, two she two is, she is technically
1: an octoling. That's not. Let's not forget. She is an octing. She does have the tentacle hair. And again, like one. I might as well just start us up, up here because, like again, like we ever since her introduction, introduction of Deep Cut. Many people are like, oh no, who's going to be the popular one? Like, again, Callie and Marie. Everybody loves Marie. Um, Pearl per Marina. Everybody loves Marina. Uh, deep cut. Shiver, Fry, or Big Man. I mean, sure, everyone loves the Big Man because, again, he's a big man. And is a manta ray. And, of course, Fry, basically what she has going is a spunky spirit and her forehead. That's, of course. But when you look at Shiver... Like okay, as we said many times before, one she's basically is Shemir style haircut style. <laughs> like okay, who doesn't love Shemir cut haircut styles? And one, secondly, is that one she sports the blue. I like yeah, even in Pokemon references, everybody loves blue. They like even in Pokemon Go, everyone lo- loves the color blue. It's just it's just Understood. how general basic human nature works. We love the color blue, and of course, naturally in her introduction, her style is one. When she carries around the fan, of course, it very, very, again, Japanese reference to heavy Japanese culture and lore. And as even back in the beginning of when we first saw Deep Cut, she is that uh, gambling ma- gambling mama den. Again, the bandages, just how she composed herself. She is cold. Like, you see her, her red eyes? She is cold. And like, even to how she, again, she says herself, she opens up the splat cast, like introduces the stages. Basically, she opens up everything. And again, yes, I am still very miffed that she represented money, and we lost that, but I will hold off again. (laughs) That's not
4: her fault.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, it's not her fault. I play the players, you cursed people. But yeah, uh, the reason that I'm also supporting the Shiver, aside from, yes, design-wise, is she's just that cool character you just can't help but love sure yeah she is a bit money grubbing yeah she is representative power and just that overall like she definitely is the the, the person like yeah she may be crazy but it's also what of oh, i can fix her and, and that's something sort of sense <laughs> <laughs> but shiver is is also well, she definitely has that aura of like oh you want you like okay, she's she's crazy, but I can fix her. And of course, one of the nat- most natural thing if you face her in the in the singles, in the single player story, is again one she rides a megalodon, she rides a bloody shark. I was like, come on, you, you can't tell me that's not cool. I mean, <laughs> sure, Fry has her her giant eels and basically someone's a t- uh, a, a cyclone of eels, but it's a bloody damn shark. <laughs> it's it's hard not to go go against that. And personally, for me, it's just like. Uh, yeah, Sh- uh, Sh- Shiver is just, again, one, in, the, in her namesake, she does send shivers to people's minds in uh, in whatever sense it might want it to be. And yeah, Shiver, you just can't say no to her in a sense. I mean, sure, you, you want to go, maybe you like the smunkiness of Fry. She had I don't know, the, the, the nice uh, Middle Eastern beats of her dancing as well, or Big Man's just mellow out big heartedness. Again, I love Big Man because, just because he wants to be the middleman of and the bridge between um of uh, uh the squid sisters and deep cut but of course naturally the other two are like oh you want to go big on us you want to go betray us i love the song <laughs> but but going back to it again shiver is just that gal you you just can't say no i'm just going to be like the most basic here but it's just shiver yeah you just can't say no to that gal she has that red eyes she has that face like you don't, you don't, you don't mess with her. Simple as that. You just don't mess with her. And personally, for me, that's the reason I'm going back to Shiver. She, you do, She's a guy. She's an octa you do not want to mess with.
0: Scott, any thoughts?
2: I agree with all those points, but I also think that another thing with her aura that I really appreciate with Shiver is she seems to also have the most competency among the three of them. I like Whoa. that. I like that. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons why I would say Shiver should be the leader of Deep Cut, is that aura of competency and having just that awareness factor that seems to be much higher elevation than, say, Fryer Big Man has.
1: Hmm, okay, okay. I'm not saying that
2: they don't have competency at all. I'm just saying that Shiver's on a whole
1: other level. Hmm, interesting. Interesting.
0: Uh, actually, that was actually that was something I was gonna mention myself. Is that when I think about Shiver, she just has this confidence about her. <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. The way she, you know, like it, it's it's subtle because she obviously see to only gets to admit her personality in certain conversations. But when you look at like just how she moves, how she reacts, how she uses like her fan, uh, like she knows exactly what she's doing at any given moment. And when she's not afraid to call out the others. She's not afraid to, you know, bask in her own glory when she wins Splatfest all the time. <laughs> and there's just something about her is just like, you know, that's the person you want to hang out with.
4: You know? yeah. mm-hmm. that, that's the
0: one where you go, you know, Big Man's cool. You know, you'd, you'd hang out with Big Man. You'd play a, a bit. You know, Fry's okay. and I, I was never a big Fry fan. Um, but when you see Shiver, you're like, like that's the cool kid. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. She Like as as you two guys said, it's just the or she is. She presents herself, and again, she's the gambling dead mama in any Yakuza game. She, like you don't want to talk about Scott. She is the gambling dead mama. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have no idea what they're talking about, so I'm just going to because <laughs> I am a wolf, not a dragon.
1: By all means, uh, dear host, play the Yakuza games. Like you, you, will not, you will definitely appreciate it. Play, pl- I always play Yakuza. Sure, Jan, you
2: should absolutely play
1: Yakuza.
0: Also, I just got a notification. Uh, Faith's back on Baldur's Gate Three.
2: <laughs> uh, that doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, I probably I, like. I, I'm actually a little bit of a gaming dead zone right now. Uh, up until the, D- the Pokemon DLC comes through, or Keith gives you his, Stargate- his Starfield code. So I'm really thinking about getting uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 once you know things die down again.
1: But and again, here- you can't go wrong with Baldur's Gate 3. It's just how how it is. And of course, it also by the time this is recording, they also released a new short with uh, the, a cartoon short with all the characters with the original VA. So yeah, by all means, definitely check that out by the time you listen to this.
0: Uh-huh. But yeah, there's just something about and it's and sometimes, and I am sure you guys feel the same way with like things like Pokemon is it sometimes you just you see something or you hear something, your instinct goes that's the one, yeah, 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 I like, mean, like with Pokemon starters that's that's how I always do Is it. like okay, it's not about the type. it's about you know, what I'm looking at, do I think it's going to be something cool? You know, like what resonates? Because I I flip between water, fire, and grass types all the time, just because you know that one looks interesting. That one I think has potential. That's a really cool design. And then with you know between Squid Sisters, Off the Hook, and Deep Cut, same thing. Like you know who I didn't have a favorite Squid Sister. I like them both. Then with uh, uh, Off the Hook, you know Marina was was better for me. I just really liked her innocence and all that. And then with Shiver, she's like you know she's the one. You know. And yes, I acknowledge how weird it is for grown men like this to talk about uh animated car- uh gaming characters and go like, yes, yeah, she's the one, she's it, you know, I wanna be her friend. We acknowledge this, but this is the this is the situation we are in right now. We have to acknowledge what the what our gaming instincts want. And we want to support Shiver to be the leader of Deep Cut. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm seriously w- interested about how this is going to th- fall out. Because...
1: Yeah, that, that, it's going to be interesting because uh, uh, also pri- prior to Big Run, e- they even said it in their announcement like, if you decide to choose the team beforehand, you can earn, um, like, choose your team uh, at, at, right at the beginning of Big Run, you can actually earn more conscious than normal. And, and that's going to be wondering how many conscious was earned pre Splatfest. So I can't wait to hear about that.
0: Yeah. And it's just a question of, you know, because this is the one year anniversary, is this going to be a springboard for what's coming next? And we still haven't gotten any updates on the side dish content, which is the second part of the Splatoon 3 DLC, even though that was announced back in February. So if there is another, if there is an intended Direct this month, we better get an update slash release date on that. So hopefully it'll be fun for all of us and we have a good time. And we uh, defend the honor of Shiver to the end, so she can get yet another Splatfest win to assert her dominance over the rest of Deep Cut, and so that no one will ever challenge her again, <laughs> ever.
1: It basically, she holds the overall majority of the Splatfest And just for a quick reference, record as well, because um, this s- special Splatfest, the tricolor turf four battles will be a, ro- ro- a rotation of all the previous tricolor maps. So it's not just one special, it's going to be a, ro- a, ro- a rotation <laughs> of all the other Tri-Color all. maps.
2: <laughs> to go to the tricolored map!
1: yes that that. and also as well uh, they as they said for in their tweet like um this splatfest they, they will be doubling the rates of 10 times uh 10 times battles so in order to get a uh, better chances to either get the 100 times battle or the 333 times battle so you may get a chance to actually get those high ranking uh splatfest matches this time around so by all means if you want to spend the entire weekend playing it which i'll be doing yes i'll <laughs> hopefully get win uh, honor of 100 times again or 333 times here's hoping
0: uh huh. Uh, all right. And with that, we are ending this episode of the Tenor Entertainment Podcast. Who are you supporting in the upcoming Splatoon Three Splatfest, and why is it Shiver? No, there is no other options. You know <laughs> that is no Join <laughs> Shiver. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 let, let's put this in a in a way that uh, the gamers can understand. Okay. There's choices, and then there's not a choice. Okay. Shiver is all the choices. Fry and Big Man are not. If you choose Fry or Big Man, you'd be like that player in Mass Effect who likes Ashley. <laughs> 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 but <don't> do <laughs> and we all know what that means. It means you're racist. Like it's, that, that's canon. Oh, but she's a good soldier. She takes care of her family. That's that's great and admirable qualities. Doesn't def- deny the fact that she's a racist. Three games in and she's still racist. How is that possible? No character development. Nope, uh, moving on, uh, and of course, what do you think about Tears of the Kingdom not getting any DLC? Are you actually surprised by that? Do you think we'll ever truly know what a Mario Ambassador is? What do you think of the latest Nintendo Switch rumors? And are you tired of hearing them as I am? Please say you are. Would you like to see Rayman in Super Smash Brothers if there is another entry? We probably should have said that earlier. There's there's no confirmed new SaaS entry, but if there is, we all want Rayman, right? Uh, And do you agree that Nintendo is having a banner year? Let us know in the comments below. So for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, I am Triforce Todd, Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made the end of the level. So raise the flag.